Hello, and welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Kupo. I'm going to tell you right off the top, uh, once again, I'm sorry I missed a couple of episodes. Uh, my schedule has been wild. If you're a member of the uh, Facebook discussion group, then you'll see my, uh, my, my thoughts on that. But I'm back this weekend. I'm excited. And you know what? I like the title of this episode. There's a demon shark in the foggy dark. It's honestly got a spooky vibe. Still, it's a children's cartoon episode title, but they got the spooky vibe. It's not usually easy to find that balance, if you ask me, but you know what? They went and did it. So, we start off with a plane flying through a uh, quite a raging lightning storm. Uh, in said plane are two gentlemen, two times, and they're seemingly like strapped into their seats. It's a cargo plane, not your average coach class southwestern plane, you know. But it's weird nonetheless that their wrists seem to be like literally straight strapped to the arms of their seats. What have they done? They look very casual, except they're strapped down. Behind them is something <laughs> something really neat. It's a shark frozen in a block of ice, although it's it clearly has some very odd limbs. Odd because, one, sharks normally have fins as opposed to limbs, well, technically, I guess maybe you could call them limbs, but I don't know. Whatever. Normally, they have fins, but this one's got, like, arms and legs. Uh, these fins are about the length of arms and and legs, but... So, it's like arms and legs, but at the end, it's like webbing. It's like, you know, webbed fins instead of, like, actual, like, toes and, and fingers and stuff. So, it's a weird, actually good design mix of the two. It's most definitely the most demon shark, demon-looking shark that... I can recall seeing except for the jaws shark even though it's literally just a shark there's something wrong with it but anyways uh, the demon shark its eyes make it look like an idiot <laughs> it looks really stupid but I love it as the plane lands the ice is obviously showing signs of melting and uh, when they do land and head into inspection it continues to melt uh, well like drip I mean, it's not like obviously melting like right before their eyes. It's just dripping and they don't realize, you know. Apparently, these gentlemen flew all the way from India. And I can now clarify that the only one of them was cuffed to something. And it wasn't actually the chair. It was the briefcase in his hand. I knew it was too weird to be true that they were strapped into their seats, but that's what it looks like. So they were de they're delivering the shark uh, and where it was they're delivering the shark and it was like pulled out of the the ocean the depths of the ocean or whatever uh where it's been trapped or buried for like a million years uh, it has to be quarantined in the airport like okay i don't know if that's how it works and then it goes on display at aqua world i guess that's fair you know what else would you do with a million year old demon shark in that briefcase is jewels like expensive jewelry and whatnot the case is absolutely full of expensive things, and there's no way that someone's not going to steal them. So they're on loan to County Museum from the Maharaja of Winburg. I think he said Winburg. I'm not going to look it up, but Winburg doesn't sound like a real city in India. I don't know who am I, though. I'm no geographer. Apparently, the jewels are valued at $2 million. $2 million. They'll have to keep these pearls overnight until the museum picks them up in the morning. Now, the guard has assured these men that the jewels will be as safe as anything in Fort Knox. 
And that's when we cut to the shark dethawing more and the pearls disappearing from the case. Friggin' TSA, man. Now we catch up with the gang water skiing and having fun on the beach. Shaggy and Scooby are trying to eat, you know, some big old sandwiches while they're water skiing. And uh, you just know that there is a gag coming up in which some sort of fish eats their sandwiches. The older kids are the ones in the boat. And while uh, flipping through radio stations, they hear about the pearls disappearing. And, yep, there you go. A shark uh, ate the sandwiches that Scooby and Shaggy dropped. It's a regular shark, so they should actually be scared in this case. And they are. The gang does, and the shark literally, like, chases the boat, like, in the shore. And, and the gang makes it safely to a shore, but it's not, like, the beach they came from. It's stranded on, like, a real small beach area with a, a cliff face right on it. Uh, they're forced to climb up a 90-degree angled cliff by using their boat anchor and ski ropes. The strength on all of them is off the charts. Uh, to just do that, that's pretty crazy. I hope they had some Gatorade. Uh, they make it safely, hey, or Powerade. They make it safely... But the demon shark is around there somewhere. It's all peeking over them, all creepy-like, and then it goes away before they get them. They get up uh, to the top of the cliff. And now they get to the top of the cliff, and they want to look for someone to get some help from because, you know, they don't know where they are. But they do have to work through a very spooky fog. It's very thick. Thick. Uh, they make it to a more visible area, and they realize that they're trespassing in Aqua World. Pretty sure it's closed because it's nighttime. The nighttime came uh, came up very fast, very quickly. Uh, but so they climbed right into the aquarium. And here it is, the demon shark, uh, who creaked open the door slowly as opposed to just opening it. It's like the dinosaur in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Great movie. Uh, love it. It's like uh, like some like animal creature, like monster, trying to be like Freddy Krueger or something. I like it, though. So the gang all get chased together, which normally doesn't happen in the initial encounters. Usually, it's just Shaggy and Scooby, and then they get shamed for believing that a ghost or a monster is real. And then the rest of the gang encounters it, and then they're like, oh, wow, it's real. And then later, they still make fun of Shaggy and Scooby for actually believing it was real when the gang was like, we knew the whole time it was fake, but we still ran away and were very scared. But whatever. They all get chased together. So they get away eventually. Uh, I don't like to recap the chase scenes. It's just too much work. I'm sorry. They do get away and decide to go looking for clues. A clue. They find an office building. The office nearest them belongs to M. Dreyfus. No doubt a nod to Richard Dreyfus, who played Hooper in Jaws. Well, a little doubt. It would be cool, though. Heck, the water skiing in the beginning is an homage to the movie, too. Mmm... Or is that Jaws 2? I'm not sure. Sharks, water, you know. Anyway, uh, Dr. M. Dreyfus is indeed working this late at night. He believes that... And Well, first of all, he's okay that the gang is just hanging around Aqua World right now. Okay. But he believes that Professor Beaker brought the shark back to life. His assistant, uh, not Beaker's assistant, Dreyfus's assistant, Mr. Wells, says that Beaker has a book of spells. Congratulations, you hired a necromancer. I like how he tells these kids snooping around. He tells these kids who are snooping around about this, and then he doesn't just call like 911. If there was a necromancer in my employment, let alone my vicinity, I'm pretty sure I'd be calling the police. Well, 
maybe. But anyways, it's weird. I'm pretty sure it is illegal, illegal to bring people back, let alone demon sharks, back to life. But I'm no policeman. And you know, well, see, now I'm not confident in my proclamation that bringing people back from the dead is illegal. I mean, it sounds like it would be. Like, not... Okay, so the gray area there is like, say... Say you're you're in a hospital and unfortunately you you, you pass away or there's or you're 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 about to and they have to do like the defibrillators, defibrillator, I don't know what that word is, and like bring you back like technically that's bringing someone back from the dead but that's not what I mean you know what I mean it just I don't know if it's illegal that's a little homework assignment for you all Google that is it illegal to be a necromancer? Anyways, the gang questions Beaker and he says that the manager is crazy off his rocker. Beaker says that everyone is just imagining things, and he shows the gang the demon shark still in its block of ice, safely in the lab. Velma brings up the Hindu spell book again, and Beaker, oh yeah, that's a Muppets reference, seems dodgy about it, but he professes that Mr. Wells showed him the book once before, but he hasn't seen it in months. So which one of the three is lying? Velma decides that, there needs, that they need to find Wells. As they leave, this block of ice begins to melt. I don't know if there's two or what, but a lot of ice melting in this one. As the gang is walking, Fred attempts to split up and look for clues. Shaggy thinks it's a bad idea, and boy is he right. The second they split up, the shark immediately finds Scoob and Shag, and it sends them running. Meanwhile, the older kids, uh, they run into Mr. Wells. They question him, but he has them come into his office, and he questions them, actually. So they wanted to question him, but he's the one asking the questions. They do apparently tell him off screen about everything that they saw. And then it cuts back to him saying that he remembers Beaker reading the book. But now Mr. Wells says he hasn't seen the book since then. Wells has also not seen the shark, supposedly. Daphne accidentally finds like a, a secret drawer in Wells' office. And he's like, oh, hey, <laughs> coincidence, I know. Cabinet making is my hobby. Uh, and then as the gang is walking away, Wells ominously and sarcastically wishes the gang luck in finding the book. Hmm. And you know what? He seemed so nice too. He really seemed like a great guy. Just the way he was, he told the kids, hey, come on, you better tell me everything. And the, the way he was talking, but, uh, I don't know you guys, he sounds like a bad guy. I guess we'll figure it out. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby find the famous rotating pie in the sky restaurant and they go up to look for clues, a.k.a. stuff their faces. And they do stuff their faces. They actually got to eat this time. Usually it gets ruined, but you know what? It didn't, so good on them. Uh, they make it back to the kitchen, and they eat even more. This is a very successful trip. Because first they polished off all the pies in the dining room, and then they, they're eating some stacked sandwiches in the kitchen. As they eat, Shaggy actually he like finds the book that they were looking for, the the necro the the Hindu necromancy book. Uh, they went into that restaurant fully expecting not to find clues, but sometimes life works like that. The secret spells of gastronomy. Shaggy is really high on the fact that he found the book, and in their distraction, the demon shark sneaks up to the controls and spins the restaurant in a wild manner. It doesn't do much as Shaggy and Scooby literally just seem to get away. You know, stupid shark. Meanwhile, the older kids are getting a little discouraged in their search. They do find a mysterious tarp. They haphazardly rip it away and they find empty oyster crates from Sam's fish market. 
Velma makes a bad pun that I refuse to repeat, but I will shame nonetheless. We do cut back to Shaggy and Scooby running from the shark. So the shark didn't get him initially. It did nothing to help itself in the pie in the sky restaurant, but it did catch up to them. Uh, but Shaggy and Scooby mess up real bad, and they lose the book to a crab. They're forced to they're forced to go get some scuba gear so they can dive down into the the pool and get the book. Now it is a cartoon, but last time I checked, water isn't good for books. Being submerged in water for a long period of time, nonetheless. Who am I though? I'm no. Mm, scientist uh the older kids wait for dreyfus to leave his office so they can search for the book he leaves and as they snoop they find an ad on his desk for the upcoming exhibit of rare pearls at the county museum velma finds a shipping order to send oysters from here to aqua world in florida now shaggy and scooby meanwhile they're fighting the crab for the book underwater and i just have to say that the water here is super weird uh it feels either lazy or as if they were trying something new sorry instead of them the water being like part of the animation like for lack of better words it's like uh like they they just animated the frames like normal but then they put like a, a filter of like some water right over it's re it looks really really bad i hate it but um Speaking of uh, uh, Scooby-Doo, which uh, Shaggy though in this scene, he always makes me laugh, man. So they get away from the crabs. There's a bunch of crabs down there, and they had to fight with them. You know, classic funny Scooby scene. They get away from the crabs, and they emerge on land with a bag of oysters. Long story. He dumps the bag, and two crabs fall out. One pinches his toe. It hurts, and he says so. Something like, that crab bit my toe. The older kids walk up just then, and Daphne asks which one, clearly referring to his toes. And Shaggy says, how am I supposed to know? All them crabs look alike. Freaking Shaggy, man. Shaggy makes them proud by having found the spell book at first. But little did Shaggy and little did I know that gastronomy means good eating. He found a cookbook. Easy mistake to make. Understandable. Bold choice on the author's part to name, to name the book and include the word spells the demon is nearby and he comes out to menace the gang all he wants are the oysters though the gang negotiates the hostage situation and they let the demon shark go with the oysters after that though fred does arrange a trap now count he's counting on the demon to go back to the area with the crabs in the water uh-huh okay and the hundreds of oysters uh, the gang actually has a very simple plan but of course it does not go quite how they drew it up it does work, though. Like always, perseverance and friendship gets them through anything. So, good job, Fred. So, the pearls... The, here's the mystery. Let's let's decode this mystery before we wrap this up. A couple sentences, and it's explained. So, the pearls were being hidden in oysters. You get all the oysters and ship them to Florida. The demon turns out to be Mr. Wells. Well, okay, no, his plan was to get all the oysters and then ship them to Florida. The demon is Mr. Wells. He just used the costume to pose as, a shark, as the shark to scare Dreyfus off of the job because Dreyfus rejected the, um, the the shipping order to go to Florida. He arranged, Now, Mr. Wells arranged for the jewels and the shark to be on the same plane. He had been one of those working to recover the shark from the ocean. Uh, his expert skill in cabinet making allowed him to make a secret compartment in the base of the shark's platform. He snuck out once the air, they were locked in the airport storage and stole the pearls and hid again. So there's some uh, some foreshadowing, some setup and payoff for you. Cabinet making, 
Uh, and then Wells needed Dreyfus gone, like I said, because Dreyfus wouldn't permit the shipment. I uh, should have just forged some signatures, man. Would have been a lot easier. But yeah, you know what? Uh, that does do it for this one. This was a quick episode, and depending, it depends on how I feel on certain days, but an episode like this where I just kind of bounced through it, I felt good, felt funny while I was saying it. So this, this might be... I might be approaching the peak of my Meddling Kids podcast flow. But yes, I hope you guys all liked this episode. I hope if you can watch if you can watch the actual Scooby episode, I hope you liked it. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his night song, his night song, his song Night Surfing for the theme song. Now stay groovy and remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids.